I remember we had a 34 millimeter and it was eight <laughs> colors and we were excited about it. <laughs> and, you know, today we've come so far that we're producing 0.7 millimeter stuff. Uh, it's phenomenal that you can be right on top of it and you can't see that it's LED. Hello and welcome to the Dactronics Experience Podcast. I'm Justin Oxner here with Matt Anderson. Today we're joined by Josh Francois, Managing Director, and James Rarell, Sales, both in the Spectaculars division at Dactronics. We're going to talk about trends in the sports book area, including massive LED walls, getting creative with implementation, and much more. We're here today with James and Josh. James, how you doing? Doing well, guys. How are you guys? We're doing pretty good. I have Matt Anderson here with me, of course. Matt. Hello. How are you guys doing? Good. We're good. Josh, how are you doing over there? Doing fantastic. Thanks for having me. Look forward to the discussion. All right. It's going to be a good one today. We're going to talk about sports books, but first let's let's throw it over to James. You've been on the podcast before, but can you give us a quick reminder of your role within Dactronics? Yeah. So um, I actually am in our Spectaculars division as a salesperson, and I really focus on our AV market and uh, division um, for the company nowadays. Okay. And Josh, can you give us a, a little brief introduction of yourself and what you do at Dactronics? Because it well? is Josh's first time on the podcast. It is. Yes, yeah. it is. It is. I'm, uh, I was so nervous in the green room. I was thinking <laughs> about, oh man, these guys, I mean, it's the ratings off the wall and off the charts. And so I just, I, I just don't want to disappoint. Uh, so I, I'm the managing director of Spectaculars, which means that uh, I uh, oversee the Spectaculars uh, division at Dactronics, which is pretty much anything that's custom built that is, falls outside of a sports stadium, uh, kind of falls uh, under my auspices. So as you wander down the Las Vegas Strip or, or take a stroll down Times Square, and see all those very large uh, displays. That's that's stuff that uh, that our Spectaculars team at Dactronics uh, specializes in. Awesome, and that's I mean you can obviously tell from just listening to the both of you that there is some crossover. So a topic today like uh, sports book, it's great to have both of you on and get your we'll say expertise maybe loosely here to start <laughs> with, but we'll find out more as we go along. But um, I would say recently we've seen more and more states that are legalizing uh, sports betting. Um, and then as these states are voting to legalize sports betting, uh, what are you two kind of seeing? Maybe we'll start with you, James, first. Yeah, so um, as more states are legalizing sports betting, it's definitely becoming more popular as DirectView LED has really started to take on in the marketplace. More and more companies are looking at how do we how do we optimize this? How do we create an experience for uh, the people in their um, in their sports books, in their bars, um, something other than what naturally we see as technology of LCD and projection. How do we make that a bigger impact? How do we do some different unique shapes? Um, how do we not have the projectors hanging from the ceiling and, and things like that? And so as that technology has come around the last probably four or five years, uh, those those conversations are really starting to uh, to pick up and and seem to be on a weekly basis. And so it's very exciting. That's for sure. OK, I want to throw it back over to Josh, too, because you're based in Las Vegas, kind of in the, the center of betting world there. Right. <laughs> um, are you seeing similar things? Yeah, it's pretty amazing. So right through the first 10 months of 2021, there was over three billion dollars in sports betting revenue, uh, you know, throughout the 30 states where it was where it's legal at this point. And what's really, really funny, sports betting and sports books in Las Vegas for years and years were really just an amenity. 
right? It was, I want to have a five-star resort. How do we, you know, make sure that we don't have people leave the premises? And so, oh, by the way, you know, we've got the sports book where there's some sports gambling going on. And, uh, and it's just, and now it's actually a profit center in not just Las Vegas, but across the country in, in multiple locations. And, and so it's, uh, it's funny how the evolution of the sports book has, has really gone from just an amenity to a major profit center for, uh, for these casinos and, and companies are you that seeing, are in the industry. And it's only, you talked about the evolution of it. Is it almost like, I mean, it's an amenity, but is it starting to become almost an expectation, do you think? Or is it quite to that level? Like if there's a new resort coming in, they're probably going to have one of these. It's absolutely. Um, I mean, I think that there's, there, there's two ways to look at it, right? One is you from, you don't want all these resorts don't want you to go somewhere else and, and start gambling and spending your entertainment dollars uh, elsewhere. Uh, but if you do, right, th- this is what you see with all the mobile apps that mm-hmm. now I can go and, uh, and go bet, uh, you know, anywhere in the state. Right. And I don't have to actually be sitting in your sports books. I know uh, I've got a couple of friends that worked at Dactronics that up until very recently, if they wanted to go and place a bet, they had to drive 15 minutes to the Iowa border uh, oh, yeah. and get into the state of Iowa with their mobile app, place a bet, and then they can, you know, it's like uh, smoking the bandit, run back home, right? <laughs> it's, uh, right. It's, uh, I mean, it, it's pretty amazing that, and as gambling has continued to expand and both, right, Las Vegas was the, the major sports leagues, the NCAA, you know, everybody kind of ran away from Las Vegas thinking about how games would be fixed and they were, you know, scared of gambling. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how the leagues uh, have all embraced sports gambling and, and therefore really have embraced Las Vegas as well. So it's a, uh, it's really a bumper time for, uh, for sports betting. Mm-hmm. And, and in these sports and, books that we were talking about, um, James kind of started talking about a little bit the technology in there versus what Dactronics can provide versus uh, some of the other LCD or projection technology. But what are we seeing them do with some of these direct view LED displays to enhance the sports betting experience? So, I, I you know, in Las Vegas, right, everything's got to be a little bit different. Um, and I would not, and even across the country. So we did Circa Resort and, uh, and Casino down in downtown Las Vegas, right? And one of the things that they wanted to do is make it different, right? It's the, the indoor sports book is kind of a theater type setting on a couple of different floors with a 45 foot high screen. Uh, but they've also taken that sports book experience outside and put it in front of a pool so that now you can go and get a tan and still make sure that you don't miss any plays. And they've got sports book betting windows out there as well. So, I mean, I think that you're seeing throughout the resort the expansion of uh, of sports betting, not just into the sports book, but you know throughout the resort. Uh, we also did an outdoor display at the Brook, uh, which is in New Hampshire, which is about 45 minutes from Boston, uh, and it's uh, it's doing fantastic uh, because people are going to want to go outside and watch um, watch sports in different settings. Yeah. And even to add to that, you know, I, I see it with um, the bar stools, right? They're they're creating that atmosphere of, you know, an actual restaurant. You have the sports betting going on there. But if you want to go in and just have an entertainment type of venue, it's all right there to, to have your food, to have your drink, to kind of take a break from 
the normal casino uh, atmosphere, and and you can you can enjoy that game that's right there on the big screen TV and feel like you're part of it. So it, it is definitely something that they're creating these spaces to uh, attract more people and, and just be immersive throughout the resorts or, or the venues. And then you're kind of leading into this a little bit then James too, is, is what kind of content are you seeing on there? You mentioned, you know, the game being played. Is it, cause you know, I immediately always think of like a football, basketball, your big sports, and there's gotta be all these different sports going on that it, reflects on is it windowed out to a whole bunch of different ones is it betting lines or what kind of content do they use on the display yeah so on the displays uh you know they can they can get it down to one game that's just immersive across the entire screen if they wanted to do um with some different logos and and sports uh betting lines on there or they can break it down into a number of different games depending on the size of uh the display or whatever and it ranges, just like you said, I mean, it's going to be your stick and ball, your baseball, basketball, uh, football type of stuff like that, soccer. Um, but then you're also seeing horse racing, you're seeing dog race, dog racing, um, things like that as well. Some of the non-common sports that you're seeing as well going on. So anything that you can think of that, that people bet on, um, a lot of these venues are actually able to show it. Okay. I'm thinking it's kind of like you, you think of a sports bar setting, there's going to be screens all over and different games all over. But with one big, massive display, like like Josh was talking about at Circa there, you can window that out and, and show multiple. I'm thinking like March Madness is coming up. They could probably show four games at once on that. But <laughs> other than just the games, they could have additional betting information on the side, like like betting lines and things like that as well. Yeah. So um, for like the Super Bowl, for example, there's all sorts of different things that you can bet on during the Super Bowl, and they'll have the different lines. Um, there's one in uh, Greektown, Michigan, uh, that uh, it's in Detroit, Michigan, actually, but Greektown Casino, they'll actually do the Super Bowl in the center cut, and then they'll do different lines next to it of uh, the different bets that can be done um, during the game. So you can have your different real-time betting lines that are going on during the game. And so I'm thinking, Josh, too, and it's, I'm trying to think how to ask this question, so it's going to be bear with me here. Um, so we're talking about different um, sports betting. Uh, I would say you said mentioned March Madness, right? But, yep. like, my mind goes through there's different seasons that it seems to just be a big part of, and I'm not big into sports gambling, so I don't know. So I, my mind immediately goes to a March Madness or NFL-type games and things like that or NCAA football games. Um, trying to think of these different seasons, but I mean, Josh, you're you're right in there in Vegas. I don't I don't know if if betting is just the season all year long, but um, can you tell? Like, are there different types of like uh, seasons? That, like, if you were to go into a sports book, whether it is Circa or some other places, are there busier times than others? Like, d- does it correlate kind of that same way? Sure, and uh, you know, I think that it's it's really it's event driven, right? It's mm-hmm. it's what sports is, right? Um, Las Vegas has is, has been awarded uh the ncaa tournament like the sweet 16 round i believe uh the regional round regional finals but they didn't want the first and second round because they don't need the the hotel room dollars and drive there because people come to las vegas for the first and second round of the ncaa tournament that whole weekend uh so you know if there's big sports events then that, you know, it just so follows that people want to bet on them, you know, whether that's the Super Bowl, whether that's, you know, an NFL Sunday, whether that's, uh, you know, NCAA tournament, the Kentucky Derby, right? And so mm-hmm. it, it, 
if there are events and and you know we've seen it over and over where all these green space parties for World Cup games, right? Where in Chicago mm-hmm. they closed down Grant Park, you know. So think about that now at a sports book where I can bet on that game. It's yeah. uh, it's it's maybe not quite as wholesome as uh as hanging out and you know with your with your family on a uh, on a picnic table, uh, but it, it sure is a whole lot more lucrative for the folks that are running these places. <laughs> sure, sure. And I know we talked about just a, a couple examples so far. Um, is are there any other you know kind of recent projects that we haven't mentioned that we you want to talk about? Sure. I mean, so I think that the Circa is is just because it's the world's largest sports book is is certainly worth a see. I mean, I you know I, I, we've all seen a lot of digital environments. And I'll tell you what, the first time I walked into that sports book uh, where it goes 45 feet high by 120 feet wide, 2.5 millimeter on, on one side. And then on the other side, it's an odds board of, of uh, you know, 42 feet high by 50 feet wide of 3.9 millimeter, all odds. Um, it just, uh, it's pretty overwhelming uh, from a uh, immersive standpoint. Um, Westgate, which is the super book, which is kind of, um, it was kind of the, a cool sports book before sports books were cool. Okay. Uh, we, we, we remodded and uh, over in the midst of the pandemic. And so it's, a, you know, approximately 15 feet high by 220 feet wide. Uh, and it's a really cool kind of curved screen uh, that is uh, at the north end of the strip. Uh, it's uh, that part of it is really cool. And then I, I think that, you know, as these trends continue and and as sports gambling continue to get bigger and bigger right i mean everybody wants to push the envelope and they want to do something different and so you know these cover these projects have really um caused uh us to have further conversations across the country on on what what's cool right yeah and i, I think the unique shapes are or getting that different feel you know josh mentioned those massive displays that, that looked phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. But then you get into some of the smaller books, right? That they're not going to be able to do a circuit. They're not going to be able to do a Westgate and, and they're going to have be limited on space or what they can do, but they're still getting unique. All right. So then there's, there's Charlestown, uh, West Virginia that actually, actually has a three-sided display. It's 15 feet tall, 14 feet wide, and it's shaped in a triangle. Hmm. And then they used our 3.9 millimeter tickers uh, product line to create a ticker atmosphere and the venue itself is created like a bald a ballpark and so it has the stadium style seating and then this three-sided display hangs in the center of it so those unique scenarios are going to be more and more common especially when they don't have the space like i said before with the circa and the Westgates, they're not going to have the space to do those things so I, I'm excited to see what people come up with or different ideas that we could help people with as the creativity comes about in these sports books to create that atmosphere. To follow up on that real quick, James, I, you know, one of the interesting trends that we're seeing that really goes hand in hand with, you know, with what we do at Dactronics in regards to sports stadiums and arenas is the actual putting of the sports books in venues right and so that's that'll be interesting to see how all that plays out so not only will i be at the game but now i can bet on the game right from uh, from the stadium or the arena and uh that's a, a really unique trend i know in uh, pittsburgh we did a uh, a ticker for rivers casino and their uh uh a 
um, their sports book up there. But you know, uh, you know, the sky's the limit as that as those sports books become corporate partners with the individual teams. Uh, mm-hmm. And it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. Yeah, and you're talking about people getting creative within the space. If they've got the space, they can do these massive video walls. Or if they've, they've got a different size venue, they can get more creative and do like that three-sided center hung that James is talking about. Um, but are they even connecting with people before they get to the sports book? I mean, there's got to be the opportunities to use additional space. Like you mentioned the additional tickers, but you could probably even connect with them when they're walking in from the parking lot with a billboard and then all the way until they're inside, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We did that in... Uh... York, Pennsylvania, um, where we actually did kind of did our scenario from our sports world of uh, street to seat scenario where we mm-hmm. have digital displays on the exterior. And then as they're walking into the casino, um, the sports book is, is a 32 foot video wall on the back side. And then you walk in the front entrance, you see the sports book and you see the bar with a, a large ticker that goes around the entire bar kind of gravitating people to that area so definitely yeah it's definitely not it's not a sports book application but we keep talking about this and it makes me think of even uh great shots down here in sioux falls mm-hmm. they have like a very big led video board but you walk in it's right by a bar it definitely grabs your attention and pulls you there um and i think this may be more of a a, a technical or a technology type question i can throw it to you james is you mentioned at the beginning, you know, there's different things with projectors and LCDs, but with uh, LED displays, I mean, the reason why these are able to work, right, is because the pixel pitch has been able to come down so far where people don't have to sit so far away from the displays in order to see them, especially when you're trying to put multiple different zones of content on a single display, right? Yeah, absolutely. If I go, if I go back to when I first started with DAC, which was a long time ago, back in 2003, I mean, I remember we had a 34 millimeter and it was eight colors and we were excited about it. And, you know, we're it's like the cartoon characters, right? Or cartoon yeah. colors. It was crazy. And, and today, you know, we're, we've come so far that we're, we're producing 0.7 millimeter stuff. Uh, it's, it's phenomenal that you can be right on top of it and you can't see that it's led. There's no, you know, protective cover over it or something like that. So the contrast and the brightness and everything's just there. And, and we can really hit what people are looking for from, from budget standpoints and from technology of, of what's going to look good. We can show them some different things with the showroom that we have in Brookings. That's been a huge addition the last few years of being able to bring people in and, and say, okay, here's all the different technologies that we could really look at doing. What fits their applications is, is huge. And as Josh has mentioned, and, and as we get more and more of these out there, necessarily coming to Brookings, they don't have to do, we can actually start pointing and showing them pictures, but it always is just huge to see it firsthand and, and how it's built and how it's done. So, so James, maybe I'll throw this question over to you. I got to imagine with, you know, with all these different signals coming in, broadcast signals, maybe talk a little bit important about how you have to make sure that that actually translates well to the display. Yeah, and, and that's it's very important, Matt. It's uh, it's a conversation that we have a lot of times with the end users and, and even with the AV integrators is our ProLink architecture that Dactronics has really makes sure that we're hitting that Carolina Panthers blue or the Detroit Lions, you know, that kind of Hawaiian blue, that off color or whatever. We're, we're trying to match up those colors so specifically that when they're looking at it on the LED display and then they turn and look at it on an LCD display, mm-hmm. if there's, you know, an, an ancillary LCD display nearby, they're seeing the similar color. 
they're seeing the the same color actually we don't want them to see a similar we want them to see that same color that we're hitting the brands and the colors of these teams specifically and that's that's extremely important because i don't know if you've ever been to a a sports bar, if it's a projection, or I've been to a number of different venues where um, I'll be looking at an LED display that's not one of ours, and you can actually see, I saw it on a, a NASCAR event, it was that Richard Petty Blue, a number 43 iconic car, and the color of that blue on the LED dis- screen did not match up with the LCD, and it was blatantly obvious that they their production, their broadcast quality of how they manage their colors through the system just wasn't happening. And, and that's important. You know, a lot of people, if they're, if they're getting branding rights or anything like that, they want to make sure that they're producing that, that correct color through those, through those systems. Yep. I've always heard the phrase to make sure that the, I think we talked about Auburn one time. It was the Auburn orange Mm -hmm. is the actual, it's not just orange. Yeah. Or Alabama red, crimson, whatever. (laughs) Yep. Syracuse orange, you know, all those kind of uh, very specific colors. It's, it's important and, and necessary, right. To, to hit those colors. And, and you can certainly see it when it's, when it's not correct, you certainly can tell instantly for that. And that again, goes back to that consumer experience, that, that entertainment value. Some people, if they're a big Syracuse fan and they see that their color isn't right, that's going to, that's going to deter them. That's going <laughs> to yeah. drive them away. They're going to say something. No, you're, you're exactly right, James. So I have, a, I hold a, a, t- a graduate degree from the university of Tennessee and there's no doubt that that orange is Pantone uh, 151. And if it's not 151, <laughs> we know that. Mm-hmm. And we've, there's something wrong with your display. It's over. It's super saturated, and uh, you need to change that. And knowing you, Josh, I know that you'd go and find somebody <laughs> and tell them that specifically. Yeah. Like, you better turn that thing off, or else get the get the Tennessee orange right. Yeah, and I'm kind of curious to to Josh for. I mean, in Vegas, you think of Vegas has always just been bright lights and things yeah. everywhere. And we've done business in Vegas for quite a long time, right? If you think of a spectacular display around the outside of buildings up and down the strip on different applications. Did you find it all, Josh, you know, whether it was with this Westgate project or Circa, was there a level of, I wouldn't say the customer didn't know, but letting them know that, Hey, you can get this down. So it's very, very fine pixel pit so that people can start to see this inside of your casino, not just on the outside. Uh, no, I mean, it, for the most part, they knew that, right? right? I mean, part of it, it really, the conversations really get even more complex than that. You know, you know, what kind of angle is there? Is this display going to be at an angle? You know, what, where are the viewing angles and distances? If I want to, you know, window in window, right? I mean, are those 4K feeds? I mean, there's all sorts of the, the, the conversations get very detailed, very fast. And so mm-hmm. I mean, one of the things that we're blessed at Dactronics is that we've got uh, uh, so many degreed engineers that can actually help answer these questions. Right. And, uh, you know, talk about some of these uh um, kind of, you know, mathematical type questions, and then we can actually put them and graphically render and communicate these uh, and say, hey, look, this is kind of what it's going to look like, and this is from from a, you know, based on the information that, that you've given us, here's what we think the sight lines look like. And, and we've done that a couple of times. 
Yeah. And thinking about these projects, have you kind of noticed any trends with this? We talked about lower pixel pitches and now you're talking about the capabilities of what they actually want to do within there. Is it kind of on a customer by customer basis of what they've got and what they can do with, with their space? Or is there something else that, that you're seeing as a trend in the industry there? Yeah. So I think that, you know, James mentioned it well. Part of it is, you know, is it new construction or, is, you know, what kind of space are we working with? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that's a big piece of it. Um, I think that there's, you know, people just want to keep them engaged. And so, you know, and so whether that's, you know, almost treating really big games and really big evenings as a live event. And, uh, you know, we've talked about maybe uh, in a couple of places using show control uh, as a, uh, to, you know, window out things and, and really, you know, actually having somebody, uh, run a show control unit as a as a kind of a, a live event versus just having scheduled content um, and you know pressing buttons with the Crestron. So I mean it's a it's an ever evolving uh, piece just to keep people entertained and engaged and uh, and spending money. And then we'll maybe just throw it over to you then, James. Is there any trends that you're kind of seeing come up? I know Josh mentioned that one, and earlier he did mention you know stadiums and arenas going up around those actual live event locations are ones too. Are there any others that we've missed that you've seen? I mean, not, not so much. I think the trends, I think as people, if there's a space to gather Mm -hmm. and, and it's going to be evolved around sports. um, I think you're going to see more and more of how do we, how do we get people entertained? You know, you heard me Mm -hmm. say that a number of times is how do you have that consumer how do you keep that experience for their consumers at the top level? Um, I think technology has a lot to do with that. The audio, the visual, all of that plays into that. And anywhere that you are going to have gathering spaces, you're going to see this technology come in. If it's, you know, with the ability of sports betting to apps and things like that, that's just going to make it easier and easier. How do you keep people at your venue is the biggest thing. Right. And that's, that sounds interesting. And, and the whole sports book space and what mm-hmm. we're doing with the technology there, it's, it's very interesting. So I want to thank you guys for coming on and sharing your experiences in that, in that space and some of the installs we're seeing and some of the things you guys are seeing in the industry for trends. So thank you both for joining us today. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you guys for having us. Yeah, no, it was, it was certainly our pleasure. All right. Thanks guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dectronics Experience Podcast. Please subscribe at your favorite place to listen to podcasts to keep up with our latest episodes.